This is winging it. The somewhat whimsical, certainly worrying, decidedly wonky, seldom weighty, endlessly well-intentioned, and wildly witty show about music where one knows what's coming and the other doesn't. It happens in between both proper to ensure you can spend anywhere from 15 to 180 minutes with us every week. So you might have noticed that winging it is somewhat shorter, at least typically shorter than the actual show. Ideally, it was going to be like 15 to 30 minutes. And now it just goes 15 to whenever in the fuck we want it to. But today I'm planning on keeping it around the 30 minute mark, maybe even less. But we'll see how much uh, information you provide me, sir. And uh, I'll provide, of course, just the right amount of information. And what are we going to be talking about today? Do you have any idea? Have any guesses? As always, none. Okay. Excellent. Well, how could you know, right? How could you know? Except that this one is timely, and I like to be timely on occasion. And this is The Greatest Songs About Summer. Oh, yes. I often talk about this. Uh, this is going to be very interesting. I was talking about they eulogize summer so well in song. They do. They almost get you to believe the bullshit almost. about it. Almost. almost. And then the reality comes along. As and you sweating, hate it and you're miserable. And every part of our body is dripping with some sort of horrible fluid because we're so fucking hot. And then I think summer sucks ass. It does. That Rolling Stones, uh, Street Fighting Man, every time summer's here and it's time to be fucking miserable. <laughs> However, we were just talking about this because it is exactly one of those miserable summer days. We're in, a big, in the middle of a very lengthy, who knows if it's the middle, we're in, inside of a very lengthy and horrible heat wave. And yet, we went out this evening, and it was beautiful. It's that's gorgeous. the bizarre. That's the bizarre nature of California. And that is when they're writing these fucking songs. Right. It's when it's perfect. It's a summer night, and I'm it's, using air yeah. quotes, but it's 72 and breezy, <laughs> and that's what ideally it should be like every day. But it is not. So, Timeout.com and Rolling Stone provided us some of these. And again, as you know, because I'm me and I'm allowed, I pick and choose because I don't have time to go through 80 songs about summer. So, any guesses, now that I've told you the theme off the top of your head, no pressure, any songs about summer that you think might be on this list? Uh, well, besides the Beach Boys, um, I don't know who would be on that list, but uh, which song or songs of theirs, we shall see. But there's no way in hell they're not being represented on this list. There's some really good representation. So, first of all, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. Oh, it's writing. So this is like a lazy day masterpiece recorded mere days before he died in a plane crash. Doesn't specifically single out summer, but you know that this is that kind of song. I mean, you're looking over the water. You're sitting on the dock of the sitting bay. Sitting in the evening sun, you know. And yeah, you're si exactly. And you're sitting there whistling. I mean, come on. It is very summer. But I By the way, that's about the only whistle I could ever stand to hear without gnashing my teeth. I <laughs> we both I hate whistling. I still hate it in this song. <laughs> you should never fucking whistle in a song. You, know you can you talk need? about whistling, but... <laughs> Just a little patience. No. <laughs> another Fuck whistle me. classic. I, Don't I, be I. a stranger. Oh, another whistle classic, sorry. I just cannot handle whistling in songs. And and this is no exception. I hate it. I love the song, and then it does that, and I'm like, and turn it down. Fade. Slow fade is what I do yeah. on my radio. So, yeah, I think it deserves to be on the list. Good old Otis doing that song. Now, I have it, I heard that song 800 million times? Yes, but still a classic. I didn't have that association with a particular season, no, hmm. because it isn't about it, and uh, I don't know, it isn't one of those, you know, what is it, Christmas Sitting season, isn't it summer? It doesn't really say sun. much of anything. Yeah. 
It's the morning oh, sun. There's a morning sun all year round, you know. I don't know. It's a very, I mean, I guess I picture the whole scene, and it is not like a winter there. He's not in a parka. He's, it's summer, and he's got oh, his. Oh, I said evening sun. It is morning yeah. sun. You're yes, right. yeah. he's got his pants rolled up. He's got his feet in the bay. I just think it's adorable. So what about Under the Boardwalk by the Drifters? That that definitely has serious summer connotations. <laughs> Thank you. It's under the fucking boardwalk. I You're mean, at the come beach. on. Uh, your shoes get so hot, you wish your tired feet were fireproof, I, I mean, believe the line goes. There it is. They must have uh, lived in Arizona. So we're talking summer. It's summer under the boardwalk, falling in love. I can see it all. Yep. And yes, it's, this is not the chilly winter. This is a summertime song for sure. Again, without mentioning it that I can think of off the top of my head. No, but uh, you can almost feel the sand crunching. You can smell the hot dogs cooking. You can hear the seagulls coming to try to steal your hot dog. And you know, a little fun trivia about this song. It was covered by Bruno Rodellini. Anybody know who Bruno Rodellini is? No. That is the recording name of Bruce Willis. It was on Bruce Willis's ah. first album, uh, The Return of Bruno. Uh, didn't do a bad version. The guy actually has some decent tunes and can sing halfway decently. He's fine. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I like Bruce Willis singing. It's cute. Very sweet. And I don't mean that in, in a nasty way. I mean that in a, in a truly sweet way. Cause I he think has it's a rock and sweet. roll hard old Bruce, you know. He does. And um, Summer in the City, The Lovin' Spoonful. What did I say to you only a couple hours ago? But at night, it's a different world. Just That's like right. John Sebastian wrote. That's exactly right. That's so right. it begins a, a rock portrait of urban mood swings and a prelude to pent-up anticipation, which is we're all pent-up in the summer because it's too hot unless you're crazy and you love the heat, which I don't. So I just stay inside and try to keep my non-tan so I look like a vampire year-round because I think it's important. The porcelain skin, which I don't have, is a is a thing. So I try to keep that going. People, but, the sun is your enemy, okay? I just mean, that's face what it, I yeah. think. Uh, and and how, how how much did he nail that, describing what life in the summer is like? All around, people looking half dead, walking, walking on, on the, the si- sidewalk hotter, hotter than, than a match head. head. But at night, it's a different world. That's Go right. out and find a girl. That's exactly right. So I think this one, I mean, I like the mid-song musical interlude. It kind of lets it breathe a little, then it kind of goes back. It just feels like a summer day, you know? It feels like a summer day, but... In a cabana, maybe, with a cool drink. Yeah. That's what that song does for me. What about Summertime, Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong? Oh, well, I mean, anybody who does it, Janice, uh, I'm more I'm more uh, familiar with Janice Joplin's version and heard it more times in my life, but everybody's done Summertime. That is an absolute classic. Why are you squinting? Yeah, because I don't think I'd like that version. This is a, It's a smooth, oh, sultry, Oh, no, no, no. It, sexy... it does not suit Janice at all. Yeah. It's just the one I've heard the most. It doesn't I have never suit her. heard it. That's why I scrunch my face like, oh, what would that sound like? <laughs> it's actually it's actually pretty good, but... Uh, have no, you heard nobody the Ella can, one? No, Ella. Oh, Ella kills mean? everything she does. Yeah, I mean, it's a gorgeous, beautiful, beautiful song. Obviously, as we know from Porgy and Bess... I mean, just about a poor young mother in the slums of South Carolina assuring her child of a tranquil world. And, you know, fish don't jump on Catfish Row and the living sure as hell isn't easy. I mean, it kind of really paints a picture. Mm -hmm. And I feel it. And for whatever reason, the way that Ella sings it and the way that, that the whole song comes off, I feel the heat. I feel the struggle. I feel it all. And I love it, but then there's also a coolness about it, which is crazy that you feel all of that from a song, but it is definitely a classic. Um, But I see it as a sad song. 
And Summertime usually has happy songs. Yeah, it's a melancholy kind of song, um, whereas I'm uh, I'm blue in the summer because the summer sucks. Actually, I'm not. <laughs> but if I were, it certainly uh, can be a buzzkill. There we For go. For sure. At times. But, um, yeah, the song has uh, got a nice melancholy feel to it. And, yeah, Ella Fitzgerald. In fact, I really got to hear that version because she is so, so beautiful. Great. Uh, let's do yeah. that. All right, so now you've heard it because we did the whoosh. Hopefully you've inserted the whoosh in the right place. And we are back now, and uh, I, you have a puzzled look on your face. No, I will plumb the depths of the uh, sound library for the whoosh. Uh, <laughs> whoosh number seven. Uh, it's actually whoosh number seven Very that uh, nice. we use for, for feature uh, breaks and things and um, interruptions and so forth. Now, I, when I was first listening to that, and I had not heard this before, uh, I mean, it's this is big band classic, you know. I mean, this Janice's version, Big Brother and the Holding Company, I believe it is. Yeah. Starts with electric guitar, um, but I was listening to it, and there's so much uh, fantastic trumpet work, and it really it sounded like Satchmo. It's Louis Armstrong. I'm thinking, is that him? It is. And of course, uh, then he starts to sing, which is not after my favorite. Ella. See, that's the what I. That's exactly what I said. I said it's a strange choice. In a way, he kind of. Uh, I don't know, he diminishes her contribution. I don't know, the whole thing, it just throws the uh, what the average off. I mean, it just, he, he detracts from the song, which is hard for him to do because he's such a legend. But now, did we need him in the song? Probably not. No. I mean, I mean trumpet, fine. Give him his own song, pair him with somebody else, he's a master. But I, uh, I just, I, I've never been a huge fan of his voice, sorry. May he rest in peace, but I'm just saying. Uh, bon tie of course. One of the last things he ever recorded was uh, We Have All the Time in the World for Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which also appeared at the end of No Time to Die. So we're talking major bon tie there. Now, uh, Ella Fitzgerald, though, is just phenomenal. She's, the, she's obviously the star here, although I like him when he's playing trumpet on this song. Very, very beautiful. You agree? Yeah, I yeah, mean, I still absolutely. think it's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful even song, but it could favorite, be better if it were just. Beautiful. Yeah, it could be better if it were just her. But see, I heard it the first time I ever heard it like that, so and, I don't have issues with. Oh it. yeah, no, it was new to me, and I um I wrote uh, up to and including love with like Ella Fitzgerald in mind. I was thinking of it as like an Ella Fitzgerald song, and uh, Sharon Rockman said, "I'm seeing Marilyn Monroe," and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, that works." Yeah, but it's uh, that kind of thing. Uh, she's fantastic here, and as um, Stevie Wonder wrote in Sir Duke, isn't the line, and with a voice like Ella's ringing out, there's no way the band could lose? And uh, this record totally wins because of that, that just that brilliant voice of hers. It's so beautiful, oh, absolutely. Right. It's butter. It's like and, butter. And Summertime Classic, who could question that? What kind of filthy infidel would question that? Except that it's melancholy, but I still love it. And But it's kind of sexy and slinky and... And hot at the same time. It's, it's, so. a, it's humid, like summer. Or not, we don't have that problem much here, but it, it sucks. Sixty-one percent like yeah. today. It's pretty humid. Shit, really? Yeah. So, what about summer breeze? It, I, it makes cross. me feel fine. It you know? does. Me too. I mean, nothing says it like a little harmony-driven folk pop from 1972. I'd say, and this particular thing actually does refer to summer. Yes, it you certainly know, does. It actually says Summer Breeze. So absolutely, this is one of those yacht rock classics that, you know, you're out there and you're on your yacht like, you know, like you do. You're out there on your yacht, you're sipping, you know, I don't know, Dom Perignon because you're celebrating some of your, your, your recent financial coup. And then here comes Seals and Crofts. I mean, it, it, it's such a yacht rock classic. Isn't it? I mean, If you're lying in a basement room with a needle in your arm and a, and a rat chewing on your sneaker... Hmm. 
you still, when this song comes on, you feel like you're on a yacht. Wow, yes, and that is quite a picture. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Needle hanging out of my arm. Yes, still feeling the like, summer breeze. Yeah. So I think that's, I this think it belongs here. Seals and Crofts, man. Come I mean, on. come on. And what about school's out for the summer? Uh, school's out, yes, indeed. Little Alice that, Cooper. Yeah, that. I, I, it's funny how you don't think of it as a summer song because it's like right at the beginning. But when we're talking about school being out for the summer, that's a huge part of being a kid. Well, it launches you into summer. It's that, you know, right. it's over. You know? Right, school's out. Uh, and, and not just out as it is out every year, it's blown to pieces. Yes, so that's all kinds of different. We might not come back at all. So summer, fall, we're just going to be home. So that's cool. Yeah, so 1972, Rough and Tumble Band perfectly captured the rowdy spirit of the last day of school, but the true last day of school. So I think that's probably one that people not only associate with summer, but being out of school, which is kind of fun. No, the funny thing is, that's the song everybody knows. It is, as you said, it's rough and tumble, meat and potatoes, hard rock, and then the rest of the album goes in all these incredible directions, this big, theatrical, you know, progressive, uh, and uh, really creepy jazz, and all kinds of uh, just amazing, mind-bending shit, and, you know, big symphonic works and all that, uh, school anthems, everything, but that one song is just... Beat your face in hard rock, and it's a, it's a it's a masterpiece. Uh, the big M, nice. All right, I love that song. I think it's fun, and it definitely reminds me of summer. And but the thing I, I do agree with you that it makes him seem one dimensional. If that's what you've heard, and he's certainly not. So, speaking of kind of one dimensional. <laughs> going to hate that segue, but there it is. Vacation by the Go-Go's. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, this is certainly a song that I thought of every summer. I mean, because summer vacation was my thing, right? I didn't think school's out for the summer. I would think summer vacation. And it is one of those songs I definitely heard all summer. I definitely skated to <laughs> when I went to the skating rink. It's it's just kind of a summer song. I mean, I, I know I did. So, yeah. You know, and I might have those uh, associations uh, and connotations, too, If apart from the fact that I was already middle-aged when that song came out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So there you go. Oh, shit. All right. So, he you laughed, know. popping a lozenge into his mouth that Christina will swear the audience can hear, which they can't. Yes, they can. Um, <laughs> so Vacation by the Go-Go's, certainly a summer classic for most of us, all of us, everybody. Um, and then what about in the summertime, Mungo Jerry? If I if I could describe how much I hate the song in words, I would. I would have bet. I would have guessed and bet that this was not your thing at all. Is it your thing? I I like the tune. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So a giddy, unguilty pleasure of this is a one hit wonder track, nineteen seventy. Have a drink, have a drive, go out and see what you can find. I just can't. It's too cheesy, it's too dorky, it's just a little too much. Yeah, it certainly is about summer, but I, I'd like all future summers to go without this song. And, and i got to say that uh, it's a little ambiguous so that it could be downright irresponsible. Have a drink, have a drive. We here at Booters of a Feather suggest you never drink and drive. That's true, exactly. Uh, I mean, unless you have like a juice box or, you know. But it is, it, it's one of those... Defining one-hit wonder things, it really is, and it reminded me of another. Divine shit is what it defines. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> reminded me of another song from that era mm. um, by a band that definitely was not a one-hit wonder, and 
I wonder if it's going to be on the list, but I will say nothing. Oh, you're going to say nothing. Ooh, mum is the word. What about the band you mentioned earlier, Good Vibrations, Beach Boys? Really? So teeming with key shifts, complex harmonies, and unorthodox instrumentation like a cello, a jaw harp, and an electrotheremin. Holy shit. (laughs) Exactly. It took seven months, four different recording studios, and over $15,000. Fifty thousand, not fifteen. Fifty thousand dollars to create this summer classic. I mean, like, holy shit! On that, this is a big summer classic. Cost a lot of money and took way too long to make. It's interesting because they're a, a, a band that's associated with summer, with you know, surfing and cars and all this yes. summer kinds of things. Specifically talking about summer a number of times. This song really doesn't, and yet it's so summery. It is. It's so, so summery. It's not only summery. You know, they have summer everywhere. But when you hear this song, it isn't just summer. It's California it summer. It is California summer. It's California. Everybody is in California in the summer when they hear this song. That's right. Uh, and yet, it uh, isn't about, explicitly about summer. But it is uh, disarmingly, it or it's misleadingly, it? It, I guess. I mean. It's misleadingly, you know, it sounds like just pop, pop, and it, but it really, there's so much there. It is a deep, the Beach it's Boys were true. real pioneers with all that stuff. They really were. And, you know, I actually, I, I'm so embarrassed to have been, I actually listened to Pet Sounds cover to cover for the first time. For the first time? Isn't yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Uh, for, you know, like six months ago, and it was just, it was an amazing God record. Only knows what I've and uh, so it, uh, I can kind of see the summer thing. And, of course, I knew the boys had to be on here someplace. You knew they did. You yeah. called it. And what about Summertime Blues? Really? Eddie Cochran. Wow. So, you know, there's been a lot of songs about summer, but none about the hardships of summer. So this is another one of those kind of a hardship sort of thing. The alleged hardships. The hardships in the mind of a teenager. Yes. Yeah. 1958 Rockabilly, Raver. He tapped in suburban team boredom and angst. And that's good. I mean, that kind of paved the way for punk and stuff like that later. I think really it kind of well, yeah. helped a lot, you know, because it made made it okay. An infamous cover of that song certainly demonstrated its full punk potential. And I'm talking about the version done by The Who, especially the live one. Yeah, she's rolling her eyes over her. I knew she would. <laughs> but that show is just what a punk... Th- it's the same thing the Ramones did by covering all these old songs like Let's Dance and stuff. They showed that they were punk songs to start with. Yeah. Same thing with Summertime Blues. It is a great, great song. It's a classic. And again, of course, it, these are only problems in the mind of a teenager. But uh, it's but kind of... Problems in the mind of a teenager are like... Like times a million. Yeah, <laughs> it's so dramatic. It is so. It is so dramatic, and that's kind of what makes it fun. And uh, it's uh, really, it's you know, it may be frustrating. It may have the blues, but the song makes you feel good, and it you get the does. sense that it makes him feel good just singing about it. You know, it's one of those but, where they they disguise the hardship yeah. with a little spunky tune. There just ain't no cure for the summertime blues. There is, and should there be? I mean, imagine the the trials and tribulations. Uh, he uh, didn't work, so he can't get the car. I mean, it's uh. just, I mean, this is the kind of thing you write to your congressman about, which he does in the song, which is so hilarious. It's, you think a congressman's going to hear about, you little punk kid wants this. He doesn't want to fulfill his responsibilities. He wants privileges. And I'm in Congress. And I love what he says to him. I'd like to help you, son, but you're too young to vote. vote. Brilliant. Beautiful. There I believe it it's uh, Keith Moon that does that part uh, the, with the Who version. Wonderful song. Uh, summer classic. I got nothing on the Keith Moon part, but I'm sure it's brilliant. Um, let's see. So some notable honorable mentions mm-hmm. include Cruel Summer. The oh, Rama, yeah. Those easy voices. Yeah. Lionel Richie. 
Get the fuck He's out of here. He's easy like Sunday morning. Uh-huh. Here comes the sun, the Beatles. Mm. Right? Hey, hey, look. Just I'm because just, you're not visualizing... Just making the, noises, you know. Just because you're not <laughs> visualizing the fucking beach doesn't make it not a summery song. Um, Heat Wave, Martha and the Vandels. Vandellas. I can never say shit right. Hot Fun in the Summertime. Ah! Sly and the Family Stone. That's the one I wrote down over here. Hot Fun in the Summertime. And In the Sun, Blondie. Oh, no. In the Sun. <laughs> for everyone in the sun. It, you know what? It is, it is, if you think about it. I just don't think the song is terribly well known. It but it, it fits a uh, hundred times, yeah. And there was a, there's, uh, because Bruce printed it out, there is another song that I feel obligated to say, and it is Summertime by the Sundays. I've never oh. heard it, um, but I love the Sundays. And if you don't know the Sundays, you need to get to know them. They haven't made a new album in years, but they are absolutely incredible. Uh, so that's it. I mean, now there are. I mean, at least three or four more dozen songs on this oh, list, yeah. right? I just I picked mean, a I'm, few. I'm going to guess was maybe the Cars Magic on there. For sure. Of course, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, we get the picture. I mean, yeah, there's a bunch yeah. on there. I just did a few honorable mentions. And it's true, not all the songs are about summer, but they have a summer feel. Like, Here Comes the Sun, it feels good, it feels warm, it feels happy. Uh, uh. My you know? childhood here, tell me, was See You in September on there. <gasps> no. Oh, you know the song then. I do. How do you know the song? I'm so glad. Because we gotta say goodbye for the summer. Yeah. Yes, exactly. How do I know? I have a mom. And I have a brother. And they had great taste in music. So that's do where they, I got it. Do they send you all their love every day in a letter sealed with a kiss? No. Yep. No. I. In fact, I'd like to demand that. Mm. No, that's uh, no wait. Um, I'm mixing up "Seal with the Kiss" with "See You in September." I was wondering yes! about that. I was like, "What?" They the have hell? a lot of the same vibe to them. You know, well, the summer vibe. Yeah, that's they could be saying. a medley, and no one would know. <laughs> Wouldn't they? <laughs> you know, by the same artist. I don't think you know. <laughs> I have to think about these oh, things. Shit. <laughs> okay, we may be hearing an we ran that one off. <laughs> we kind of ran aground. <laughs> Ran the ship aground did, did a little I bit. Did I run aground or did you run aground? You're the captain. Your captain's always responsible. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> right? She's the showrunner. No way. You should see this picture of her before. The total showrunner. I'm going to try to persuade her to oh let us post God. it. Oh, my God. You know the picture with the glasses? Oh, God. Total showrunner. <laughs> and the one who's responsible is the ship runs aground. You're responsible for the crew. You only got a crew of one here to so fuck things up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send him off on a little life raft, and I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. Because apparently <laughs> I have fucked the whole thing up. Yeah, anyway, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> we were going to have a conversation after the show You're going down with the ship ends. here, you know. Yeah, I sent you off on a little dinghy, so go do your thing. Hey, I'm, I'm going to get to land. You're going down with the ship. <laughs> and so be it. I don't I so didn't I, develop a lisp. It's a lodging. Sorry. <laughs> that, so they fucking hear it. Yeah. Do they not fucking hear it? Fourth then? walls are meant to be broken. <laughs> oh, my God. Not with clicking of lozenges. <laughs> they can't hear any clicking. <laughs> They they hear the list. I'm, I'm like editing them out afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, she was right. I got to cut these fucking fuck, things out. Fuck. Because <laughs> you're editing, you get to recognize the the waveform of something. So yes. I find all the clicks. I can just look at them and see that's a click. That's a click. It's that's just right. like you can see that waveform. Yeah. The thing. Mm-hmm. And you can hear the lisp when the lisp comes in. We then also you know, know it's a lozenge. <laughs> we know it's a lozenge. It's a lozenge thing, not a lisp. <laughs> 
Lisps are cool. I wish I had one like Vincent Price, but I don't have one. Or like True Barrymore. Or, or like Truman Capote. Yeah, so many people have a lisp that's so cute. It's so cute. But uh, Drew Barrymore is a lisp. What heresy is this? <laughs> what? <laughs> I swear I never noticed. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, we're going to have a moment. We're going to have many moments after the end of this show. Thank you so much for listening, even to the asinine shit. If this doesn't get cut, it's happening right well, now. Of course it's not going to get cut. Because yeah. <laughs> he's fucking editing. It's work, man. We're being avant-garde here. It's like my, it's like my songs. Experimental you know? yeah. radio. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, shit. Since the ship is run aground, <laughs> and whose fault is it? Who's yours. That was not fault. Wrong yours. word. Responsibility. Yours. Yeah. Yours. My fault. Your responsibility. Fucking <laughs> both. Your fault and responsibility. So I'm what do nothing. You th- yeah, I'm just. I'm just the. Uh, I'm just a, ga- a deckhand. You know. <laughs> that I sent off on a dinghy. I'm swabbing so, the deck. I got nothing to do here. As you were floating away, what was that last thing I heard you say? Let's fly this coop. <laughs> This has been Birds of a Feather on What the Flock Radio.